Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good morning, everyone. Happy St. Patrick's Day a little early. A little early. A little early. I don't have my background up. And you don't? No. That's all right. You're walking on the wild side. I'm walking on the wild side. There you go. And then my green screen up. I, oh, yeah, St. Patty's Day. <laughs> there you go. I have my green garter on. <laughs> you have a green, why do you have a green garter? Well, it's actually jeans. Okay. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> oh, really? How? You really don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for that. That's a, uh, yeah. That's a, uh, another story for another time, as they say. All right. So anyways, uh, St. Patrick's Day is Thursday, right? Friday. Friday. Okay. I thought you were Irish. I am Irish. What the? I'm just busy. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. Really? Yeah. Anyway, so. Yes, it's Friday. I had my corn beef. You're going to have corn beef for couch? I usually do. I had mine yesterday. It was my birthday. So Jan cooked me up a nice corned beef cabbage. Irish brisket. Mm, carrots, potatoes, strawberry cheesecake. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll take that once a year. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I like, I like, I like uh, corned beef, actually. I should have it more often, but I good don't. Salty meal. <laughs> good like salty boiled dinner, meal. right? Yeah. God look. Yeah. God's gift of man is a pig, of course. That's right. Yeah. Look at all we get from it. Like, oh, God. Love. Thank you. Thank you. Just yep. bacon. Just bacon alone would have been enough. Bacon, pork chops, spare ribs. Brisket. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, you get everything. No. Uh, no, brisket's beef. I'm beef, sorry. yeah. yeah. Pork butt. Yeah, you eat pork butt? Yeah. I don't like pork butt. It's kind of chewy. So you make pulled pork from. Yeah, not a big pulled pork fan. I eat it, but yeah. It's not like top of my list. Not when you have ham there and pork chops and I love pork chops. Pork chops are good. All right, I'm getting hungry. (laughs) (laughs) You forget. I don't know. For me, I don't have them that often, so I forget how good they are. And then I have them and go, we're gonna have pork chops tomorrow. Yeah, I always have pork chops yeah. it's one of my staples chicken thighs too i like chicken thighs gene and i both do yeah that's new for me i'm the the girls like chicken thighs chicken thighs are good because it's I'm it's dark man. dark meat and it's you know it's it's she likes it because it's more moist so yeah I, I enjoy it too I, I like it i'm good with it i'm a breast man myself so. yeah i don't it's too dry yeah too, yeah really yeah yeah they say they think so too yeah not if you cook it right i suppose yeah <laughs> then you get salamina Anyway, well, you get a you get a lot of stuff from pork too. So, nah, yeah, nah. What trigonometry? Trig- trigonosis, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that was a big thing. Was it, it trigonometry? And what was the what was the one you get for poultry? Salamoa, con- yeah. Salamoa. They're very concerned about all this stuff. And it's like it's 2023. <laughs> Unless I leave that pork on the shelf on the counter for like three days, you got no worries. Hamburg, Hamburg's a tough one. Yeah. Did you well? Let me ask you this: Did you know when you like cook a steak and everything else, you're supposed to leave it out? Yeah, yeah. You let it rest. 
Yeah. You, oh, you mean before? Before you cook. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You don't cook it cold. No, room temperature. Yeah, yeah room temperature. So that's yeah. that's important. All right, hamburger's tricky because eh, if you, you mess around it that way, then you've got a little bit of a problem with the chance of collecting something on it. Yeah, why would you leave? No, beef you can cook. Beef, cook it cold. I mean, that's not that big a deal. What? Cook it cold. You mean Hamburg? Hamburg, yeah. yeah Hamburg, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I'm talking, yeah. So if you do leave it, well, say you defrosted it. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> all right. So you promised ahead. me the funniest news story of all time today. Are we... Oh, we got to play that first? No, it's up to you. I'm yeah, just, we'll play I'm that just, first. I'm teasing, for, I'm teasing for people. All right, this is... We we can play this first. Well, so I want to see if it's actually going to work. All right, we we can do that. <laughs> this, this I play every year on my Facebook page because I absolutely of, of all the YouTube stuff, this just cracks me up. Every time I hear it, it cracks me up. Yep. So, anyways, this is a, a real news story. By the way, this is no fake crap. Here we go. Let's just just play it. Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. A leprechaun. Mm -hmm. NBC 15's <laughs> Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah. <laughs> Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. Like the this amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. That's a whole show. Good night, everyone. Yes, still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This wars off smells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather who was Irish. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree. I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where the gold is. I want the gold. <laughs> Give me the go. I want to go. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything <laughs> for a pot of gold. I mean, anything. You know what I like? I like the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. Yeah, it looks like somebody yeah. got a really good look at it and got that good drawing out Who there. did that? I want to know who sketched that. I don't know. Maybe Brian sketched <laughs> Doodle it. <laughs> that was a good story. <laughs> So there's a leprechaun in the tree. And now, yeah, but when great, you shine great a light, Alabama. It, wait, and you shine a light on it, it disappears. Disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Magic. Yeah, what's going on down there? Hmm. Might be a crackhead. You never know. <laughs> Got the wrong stuff. The guy had his flute from his great, his great, great grandfather from thousands of years ago. Which was steel, which was an invention. <laughs> which was steel, right? Exactly. <laughs> steel on top of it. So. Unfortunately, it's, it's a, like a lot of the things we see, right? I like that one. I don't care. I like care. that one. Yeah. I just it. I just enjoy it. That's Basically, all I our show in a nutshell. 
It is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, speaking about that, I, I've got all this information on St. Patrick's Day. So I'm going to share it with you. Stuff you might not know. Excellent. The first one, of course, since we introduced that piece, which was actually the last one, but we bumped it up because. <laughs> uh, what exactly is a leprechaun anyway? Oh. Do you know? I'm like some kind of fairy. I don't know. Who you call a fairy? I <laughs> know. <laughs> I shouldn't call a leprechaun a fairy. Uh, uh, the ancient Gallics or Gaelics, or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Gaelic. <laughs> believe fairies uh, live amongst, amongst us. Occasionally, the fairies had unwanted children. He's a fairy bastard? Leprechaun's a fairy bastard? Evidently. Yeah, yeah. So they cast them out to live on their own, where they make a living repairing shoes. They're, they're fairy cobbler bastard bastards. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, I didn't know any of this. See, this is all exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, repairing shoes and guarding money from... Uh, the fairy world. The castaways are They're leprechauns. Fairy, cobbler, banker, bastards. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fairy bankers. Makes sense to me. Yeah, sure. This did you know that like um I'm trying to think of the exact there's a a um, what they do is when a, when a, some the humans have a, a child. Sometimes they take and they switch the child out and they'll put a, one of their children there to be raised by the humans. It's called a changeling, I believe. Wait a second. One. Who has a child? A human. Has a child. Like you and I or yeah. anybody. They give them to the fairies? No, no, no. Oh. The fairies sneak in the house at night and change the kid out for one of their kids. And oh. it's raised by the humans. Oh. What happens mm. to the human kid? I don't know. It probably gets eaten. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we could look that one up. I think it's called a changeling, but we, we can look that up sometime. Anyway, so what else do we know? Uh, how long did uh, St. Patrick's Day become a huge deal in Ireland? I guess it's a huge deal. I guess it's still a huge deal, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, how, actually, it, well, I don't know. How long ago? Thousands of years, according to the flute guy. <laughs> yeah, according to the flute guy, yeah. Uh, St. Patrick's Day... Uh, Never was a big deal in Ireland. Okay, fair it enough. was a minor religious holiday in which families would celebrate with a big meal, corned beef and cabbage, I hope, and didn't uh, change until the 1970s. So St. Patty's Day didn't become a big deal until the 1970s. Until they could make a buck off it? Probably. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, why did all the celebrating in Ireland with, <laughs> with beer, especially Guinness beer? <laughs> Do we even have to answer that? <laughs> I enjoyed my Guinness in Ireland. Why did they I celebrate the first with Guinness, Guinness beer? It was the first Guinness I ever had. Was it? I mean, it's not bitter at all. It's dark, but it's not bitter. It's yeah. kind of good, actually. I liked it. So do you know why? Why they celebrated with a Guinness? A beer? With beer? Especially Guinness? They celebrate everything with, with That's beer. Much sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think they take communion with beer. Get up in the morning <laughs> and celebrate wine, that. Instead of wine, they do <laughs> beer. Why not? Which is funny. Okay. Uh, pubs weren't even open in Ireland on St. Patrick's Day. They were all closed uh, by law for the holiday. Oh, they had blue laws. Right. Yeah. The uh, beer industry made a huge push 
push Porsche. I mean, probably gave him a Porsche. That's how they got the passes, right? <laughs> In the late 1970s to uh, change that back to the 70s again. Again, there was a buck to be made. Yeah, that's for sure. So then, how did St. Patrick's Day, we know and love, get started, you might ask? <laughs> well, St. Patrick's Day, well, I mean, he drove the snakes out of Ireland, supposedly, right? Uh, we're going to get back yeah, to St. Okay. Patrick's in a minute. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It sounds like it's an American holiday. American immigrants. St. Patrick's Day grew into a big deal in the U.S. Yeah. Irish soldiers fighting on the British side, naturally, in the uh, Revolutionary War, held the first St. Patrick's Day parades. One of the earliest held was in New York City in 1762. So this was the British, the yeah. Irish fighting for the British in the United States. Is that? Did I read that right? Yeah, yeah on the British side. That's surprising. <laughs> really? <laughs> Funny, Janet and I had that conversation last night about one of our ancestors. She said he was in the Revolutionary War, and I said, which side? She goes, what do you mean, which side? He goes, from England. It was a revolt. Yeah, it was a revolt. <laughs> Could have been fighting for the British. Exactly. It's yeah. pretty much like the Civil War, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, our Civil War, so I don't know. Anyway. So, um, but the corned beef and cabbage thing, that came directly from Ireland, right? Oh, I wouldn't think so. Are you going to say that's from the uh... U.S. too? Okay. It sounds like this is basically a U.S. holiday. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Not so much. Which Irish... makes me like it even more. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much. Irish immigrants in New York City found corned beef a cheap and readily yeah. available from the butchers uh, who served the Jewish community there. The cabbage was pretty uh, cheap as well. So. Yeah. What do they call that cut? What do the Jews call it? Uh, you're asking me. Lucky if I remember my own name. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. That but that's was, aged beef. It was deli. Remember, you go to a Jewish deli. They used to give you a uh, corned beef on, on corned rye. Beef. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Corned, yeah, right. Corned beef on rye. Yeah. But so this was probably aged meat, meat that kind of aged out, and then they yeah. started to cure it. Well, they used the, to age all meat, With the really, salt. In, in huh? a way. They used to age most meat. Well, yeah. yeah. Not a necessity for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I would have guessed, that, Irish found some cheap meat and had a celebration. <laughs> well, it's America. It was a tough time. Yeah. Irish didn't have any more. Irish didn't have a white privileged uh, introduction to this country. Yeah. Can you imagine uh, if we were like, oh, yeah, I don't, we will survive if this goes. Uh, how did corn, how did, how do you get corn into corned beef? It's not corn. It's salt, but the salt granules are big enough that they look like corn kernels, so it's called corn. Let's see how close you are. I think I'm very close. I think you're very close. Yeah. There's no corn in corned beef. Back uh, before refrigeration, as we were saying, uh, was so common that meat was packed in salt, which made it last longer. It wasn't a table salt. These were large grains of uh, salt referred to as corns. So corned beef is actually beef treated with salt, yeah. which hence the salty taste of it. Yeah, the salt granules are about the size of corn kernels. Yeah. yeah. Where did the whole pinching thing come from? What pinching thing? I don't know. Do you pinch people? This is new to me. This is new to me. I don't know. Damn, this is a new thing I'm going to like. <laughs> I'm Irish American. And I Probably get this. sued, but like. <laughs> okay. Yeah, really. Me too. 
it's <laughs> exactly <laughs> it is a tradition that folks who don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day get pinched. I didn't know this. I did not. One reason is because the leprechauns supposedly play pranks on people who don't show sufficient support for the Irish. Okay. All right. So not only are they bankers, cobblers, baby stealing. Pinchers. Yeah. Pinchers too. Baby stealing. That's right. We got to. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're not. Oh, wait a minute. They're not pinchers. What do we call sexual harassers? <laughs> Predators. Bullies. Pedophiles. There you go. All right. So that's what we got on that. <laughs> We're going to get canceled by the Irish community. And I am in the Irish We have been community. canceled a long time yeah. ago, I hate to say you. <laughs> uh, all right, so let me give us some more on this lovely thing I have here. Uh, let me see. Was, uh, wait a minute. Was his name really Patrick? Was St. Patrick's name really Patrick? Uh, I don't don't want to tip my hand here because I know some of this stuff. But do you? I don't know that though. But no, I'm going to guess his name wasn't Patrick. You can, you can, you can. If like the corned beef, if you know it, then chip it, chip it in. No, I don't know. No, I then I, I will I, confirm I, it. I have an unrelated fact that I think. Well, I'm waiting to see if it gets All right. confirmed. But no, I don't think he was Patrick. No, his name was. Holy crap! No, that wasn't <laughs> it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was Myowin Suckett. Myowin. Only later changed his name to Patricius. Patricius. Did you say Mawin? M A E W Y N. Mawin. M A E W Y N. Sounds like something from Princess Bride. M A E W Y N. Suck it. S U C C A T. S U C C A T. Suck it. Yeah, sure. Sure. I'll go with that. I like Patrick better. Yeah. Oh, he was, after that, it was changed to Patricius. Yeah. Matt Patricius. Matt Patricius. <laughs> are saints' names changed? Or are they their actual name? Okay, so uh, you really want to know this? Yeah. Was St. Patrick really a saint? No. Oh, he wasn't? No. Okay. According to the Catholic Church, Patrick was never officially canonized, which means he's not officially a saint. Yet we have St. Patrick's all over the freaking place, churches, right? St. Patrick's Church, yeah. Yeah. A lot of churches. So maybe it's another St. Patrick that we don't know about? I don't think so, though. No. It's just the Irish rebelling. Good for them. Against the Catholic Church. He's yeah. a saint. Here, here in New England, we have lots of St. Patrick Church. Well, yeah. Yeah. I got married in St. Pat's. Big Irish community. So Yeah, yeah I got married in St. Pat's. Mm -hmm. A Frenchman and a Polak got married in the Irish Church. Just saying. During bingo? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, was Patrick really Irish? No, he was not. He's English, right? All right. Let's find out. No. Suckett was born in Britain. Yeah. As an aristocrat, aristocratic Roman family around 390 AD. Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, he lived. About 2,300 years ago. Yeah. He lived uh, a life of uh, comfort until he was 16 years old. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I guess he, that was a life. I guess, yeah. <laughs> However, he was kidnapped and sold into slavery by the leprechauns. No, by the island. <laughs> so he was he was kidnapped and sold into slavery in Ireland. For seven years, he tended sheep. Wait a second. Mm -hmm. The Irish had English slaves? Evidently. 
the Irish had English slaves. This is what you're telling me. This is what it says. Okay. I would have bought it the other way around, but no, they went in and kidnapped them and maybe we're English people running estates in Ireland, maybe. You you want to bet not? Uh eventually Suckick escaped and uh found passage on a pirate ship back to Britain and reunited with his family. In the meantime, however, he found religion. I found religion. <laughs> Uh, he became an ordained priest and moved back to Ireland and devoted his life to converting the Irish from paganism to Christianity so they would not force any more Britons into slavery. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking at him. St. Patrick's? No, Irish English slaves. Good. England's Irish. No, this is England's Irish slaves. I, okay, now I'm going to keep looking here. Okay, you do that. I'll carry on. Should I carry on? Yes. <laughs> so uh, Patrick was Roman, which is surprising. St. Patrick was Roman. Roman? Roman. Mm -hmm. uh, then what was he doing in Great Britain? Chasing out the snakes. No. He was a slave. No. No? In those days, Britain was occupied by the Romans. We're talking, you know... 122 AD to you know 390 AD. It's like you know law Roman times. By Emperor Emperor Hadrian built Hadrian's Wall. First time I've heard that name. Hadrian, Emperor Hadrian. Yeah, the Roman emperor. Yeah, he built. I mean, that's you don't know Hadrian's Wall. I don't. Tell oh me my about God! It. Yeah, the Romans, of course, uh, conquered Britain. Mm -hmm. And when they did that, they had problems with the Scots. <laughs> Who does it, though? <laughs> Scots, pesky. <laughs> and, and, uh, and other uh, tribes in there. So they, they built an entire wall across Britain. It's still there today. You can still see it. Between Britain, Britain and Scotland? And the rest of the, the northern country. Okay. There's a lot of good movies. Uh, what's that one? Centurion is a good one. Uh, there's a couple of good movies on Adrian's Wall. No, I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah. First I've heard. Really? That's, I yep. mean, yeah, okay. That's, you know, we, we're here to teach. That's what we do. <laughs> Doing a good job today. Yeah. Uh, Hadrian, uh, in those days, Britain was occupied by Romans. In the year 122, Roman Emperor Hadrian had his men on uh, the British frontier build a wall dividing Roman Britain uh, from the Celtic people farther north. Celtic, uh, but yeah. yeah, Celtics are a whole different thing. Yeah, not to me. They're spelt the same to me. How are they spelt differently? They aren't spelt differently. They aren't. So why am I wrong? <laughs> because the Celtics and the Celtics. No, no, no. Two no, different no. things altogether. You know, this is my bitch. Yeah. We you know if we write a word, it should be the word. We don't have to change it like tarot and tarot. Right. Yeah. Celtic is Celtic. Fine, go with Celtic. If you want it Celtic, you put a K in there and have Celtics. Yes. Just saying. Can't argue with it. <laughs> it won't do any good. <laughs> All right, so we did that. Wait a uh, second. There's a hard there's hard C sounds. Yeah, they're wrong. There should be K's. So you would spell caught, for example, with a K. You caught the fish with a K. Caught? Yeah. Yeah, spell should be spelled K-O-T. K-O-T. Yeah, caught. <laughs> 
Okay. I caught a fish. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Yeah. What else? Why do we need all that extra work? We have LOL, right? <laughs> so this is basically where we're taking the English language and making it proper the way it should be. Teddy Roosevelt tried to do that. He got chastised for it. But some of the words he did. He used, got chastised for it. Yeah, chastised too. <laughs> Probably got chastised too. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, he's the one who got the U out of the stupid words that we had stuck. The British stuck those U's in there for no reason at all. Yep. Mm. French is still doing it. Yeah. The Canadians are still doing it. Yeah. All right. You're asking, you said earlier that he drove the snakes from Iowa. That's the popular legend. He, but uh, I don't think that's, I think it's metaphorical. Did he? Wrong. In fact, there never have been snakes in Iowa. Say, there are snakes in Iowa. <laughs> snakes are cold blooded creatures and can't survive in cold environment. Fossil records of islands show no snakes at all, ever. Wait a second. Wait a second. We have snakes. Yeah. We're a cold weather environment. Yeah. How do we have snakes if they they can't survive in cold weather? We're more temperate because islands northern more. I know, but it's at the end of the Gulf Stream, so. We're not more. Is it really than... at the end of the Gulf Stream? Well, I guess it's whether it's Northern Ireland or Southern Ireland. Oh no, it still wouldn't matter. No, yeah, they don't. Gulf get, Stream goes that way. They yeah. don't get the cold climate we do. They get snow. They get snow. Yeah, Sahara doesn't get snow. Well, yeah, I know. But mm. cold snakes can survive in cold weather. Not very well. We have snakes. We do. Yeah. But our well, cold weather isn't cold all the time. Neither, neither is Ireland. Neither is Ireland. Well, there's no snakes in Ireland. Okay. Take it for what? So we're the whole See, snake. This is the this is the whole thing with America today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't snakes. No, it's like you took. And I'm going to go off on a rant here. That's fine. There are no snakes in Ireland. If they told me there were no snakes in Ireland, I'd have gone okay. But then they make the wrong argument. It's too cold for Snakes Island. Well, it's too cold. That would mean it's too cold for snakes here. Just stop. Before you make the wrong argument, just stop. You're, you're right. There were no snakes in Island. I'm not arguing. Yeah, that, we have but... gotten the snakes. We have all the rattlesnakes on the Rattlesnake Island that they've got in the middle of the That's quadrant. right. Yeah. <laughs> in that island in the quadrant. Yeah. Snake Island. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe because we have more houses or something. Well, it's an island. Someone yeah. would have had to bring snakes there. That's right. Well, maybe it's in the Gulf Stream. <laughs> well that's what keeps it warm look it up i know yeah so where does the whole snake legend come from then you might ask that's metaphorical patrick baptized thousands of irish people and helped drive the pagan druids out of ireland exactly. historians feel the druids is that the true story somehow turned into turned them into snakes yeah oh uh, so he turned them into snakes and drove them out yeah so there you go it's metaphorical Drove those pagans out of Ireland. Bastards. Uh, I was going to say that's how he got his sainthood, but he apparently didn't get his sainthood. He's a false prophet. Well, according to this, but I still would like to look that up. We, we I'll look that up in a shirt. I'll look it up now. Yeah, will you? Anyway. Uh, so why is St. Patrick so fond of green? St. Patrick's color of choice wasn't green. It was a light shade of sky blue. Green didn't become a symbol of Ireland until 
the rebellion in 1798. British soldiers wore red, so the Irish wore green to stand out. Okay. Which is much smarter because you can hide in a tree with green on than <laughs> freaking red. <laughs> True. Which is what we did to the poor thing, poor British in uh, America. We'd have a hide behind rocks and everything else. They'd fight out in their battle things back in the old Napoleon battle. History Channel says. Yes. Uh, this is St. Patrick was never canonized as a saint, but this is simply due to the era he lived in. During the first millennium, there were no formal canonization process in the Catholic Church. After becoming a priest and helping to spread Christianity throughout Ireland, Patrick was likely, likely proclaimed a saint by popular acclaim. So popular acclaim, but he's not really a saint. So it's that's true. But there were no saints at that point because there was no It doesn't matter, but he wasn't a saint. Huh? So it was saying he wasn't okay. a saint. Yeah. So they're not wrong there. It's a pre-saint. No, they're not wrong. Mm. But there was no way for him to be a saint. Damn it. I consider him a saint. What do I care? I can marry St. Patrick's. What do I care? There you go. Yeah, what yeah. do I care? All right. So um, what's the deal about shamrocks, you might ask? Shamrock shakes, you know. and <laughs> my, I, my favorite Irish celebration. The only time I go to McDonald's every year. Really? For the shamrock shake? I wonder if they're available now. Are they available now? Must be. St. Patrick's is Friday. i got to get my daughter. Yeah, that was my thing with the kids. Yeah. McDonald's once a year to get a That's shamrock That's kind of cool. Shake. Yeah. yeah. Now i got to get one and put Bailey's in it. It's because oh. the kids are of age now, so we can just put Bailey's in it. You know what takes me off is I can't drink as much as now, and, and some of that is medical reason-wise, yep. uh, but um, I still enjoy a beer once in a while. And... <laughs> The hiccups. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking about it. It's making me yeah. thirsty. Have you had Guinness? These nuts are salty. They're making me thirsty. <laughs> no, these pretzels. These pretzels are making Pretz me thirsty. Do you remember that? Thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had a Guinness? I have a long time ago. I used to drink uh, a lot of Canadian beer when I was younger. Oh, yeah, sure. I drink uh, Molson's and uh, uh, what was the other one? Molson's. Labatt's. Labatt's. But yeah. there's another one, too, I uh, think, too. Uh, it has a red something red on it, red and green. Molson's Labatt's. There's another one too. Oh, damn! Giant Foster's too, which is whoa, yeah. man, that stuff is potent. Australian yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, I remember my first one. It's like, whoa, what a buzz already! It's like one can, which was two gallons. But, but I was in an Irish pub and I had to have a Guinness because you just have to. What? And I'd never had a Guinness before. Sugar. And I, th I thought they were so bitter because they were dark, but they're not. They're actually kind of sweet. I mean, they're, they're just nice. They're good. I don't like them. Oh, Bruce says moosehead. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. I love you. <laughs> that was it. I used to have a moosehead shirt I used to wear. Moosehead. Yeah, I remember moosehead. Yeah. Oh, you're a hockey. And I was like, yeah, yeah. hey, yeah. Did you see the uh, the one I put on my Facebook page with uh, uh, Lafleur? No. And, uh, oh, man, I, I tagged you in that. Okay. I, didn't oh, see I sent it. it on your page. It was... Uh, Lafleur with uh, the two Canadian comedians. Yeah, Bob and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The name thing that was funny. My son said to me, "It cracks me up." Guy Lafleur. Guy Lafleur. That guy could play. Yeah, that guy could play. What does it mean? He's like the, he's, he's like a wolf or a. Those freaking thing. early seventies Canadian teams. They were so good. Yeah, they were. hated them. Hated them. Hated them. But they were so good. They had a. I had a. I saw a list of, uh, like the top. Uh, the dirtiest place <laughs> in the hockey, which is 
pretty cool. It was like nobody modern. No, no. Um, but they had, Gordy game, Howe was pretty. Gordy Howe was, yeah. Yeah. The Buckley brothers, remember them? Yep. Oh, God, they were. The Plague of Brothers? And we talk about Brady. How Plague. long ago? Gordy Howe went into his 50s. Mm. Playing. He played with his son. Played with Hull. all of his Gordy, sons. Gordy. Uh, there were three of them. Howe right? played with his son, right? Two? Gordy Howe. Uh, no, uh, Bobby Howe played with his son, yes. Not, no, no, no. Um, not Gordy Howe. Howe. Yeah, Bobby Howe played with his son. Yeah. Brent Howe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was back in the days. Man, that was good. But this picture came up the other day of Gordy Howe facing off against Wayne Gretzky, who was 19 at the time. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh man. Gretzky was great. Oh, Gretzky was great. Yeah. yeah, he was freaking awesome. I don't know where the hell he was playing out in Edmonton. <laughs> but Bobby was the best. I'm sorry. Bobby Howe? Bobby Orr. He was good. He, he was, was good. He yeah, was he defenseman. Was <clears throat> you can't compare him. Changed the game. Revolutionized the game. You know, to me, it's like saying, I mean, it, there's a lot of stupid comparisons. Good. Who was who was who was greater, uh, Tom Brady or uh, Tom Brady? No, or Tom uh, Brady. Who was great, Tom Brady or? I don't care how you finish that sentence, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, or I can't even think of his name, uh, from basketball. Oh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. That's a big comparison. And they look at the wings and everything else. I mean, you, and to me, that is totally stupid. It's, it's looking like apples, which which is a better eat, an apple or an orange. Just your preference. That's tough, if you don't man. like basketball, you know, you know, but whatever. I mean, why compare them to, to that? Now, if you want to say who's the greatest quarterback, okay, I can go with that. So I don't. I don't like the comparisons of individual, like say Bobby Orr is the greatest hockey player thing. I don't that's particularly just, agree with that. It's he's just a, a discussion. Yeah. And to me, that's, he's the greatest defenseman that ever played. Um, but there are, there are forwards that were amazing. Uh, of course. Yeah. Not and then, then we, and it's the same it. thing. Who's the greatest center? You could say who's the greatest right wing. I mean, that's the way you should really, that's why we, we try to talk about the, uh, the hall of fame, football hall of fame. It's, it's, it's ridiculous sometimes because some of these guys get in the Hall of Fame and they, they couldn't shine the shoes of some no. of the other guys that were in the Hall the of Fame. Football Hall of Fame is ridiculous. But, so I, yeah. I like the idea of having like a top, uh, you know, top team, actually, or if you wanted to do it, or a, a top 11 or a top, yeah, top 11. No, you, you have to really do 22, right? It's just a discussion, so it's not that big a deal. But I, I, think ha it's I have said on occasion, and I don't like crossing cross-sport comparisons either, but Tom Brady is the greatest North American athlete ever. I'll do it. Uh, how are you going to Winning six, su seven Super Bowls. I forget the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Winning seven Super Bowls in this era. It's just, what is more difficult than that? And again, he's uh, there's offense, there's defense. He didn't win all the Super Bowls. His coach is involved. I understand. Rosters, all that sport, stuff. But yeah, no. So let me. How many titles? Bill Russell at 11. Did. Michael Jordan at six. Did he? Yeah. I don't know how many of the ancient Yankees had. Ruth had. Six. You're right on that. How, boy, that's pretty good. Did you pick that off the top of your head? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's good. And he did it. He did it. Jordan did it. Not on the Celtics or the Lakers, which were the dominant teams of the era. 
still are from a championship standpoint, dominant teams, but he did it. He took it another franchise and did it. By the way, you can chalk that up for Brady too. The Patriots were nothing until, I mean, they were halfway decent when Bledsoe was there, but went to a Super Bowl. But he took a, he didn't take the Pittsburgh Steelers and win six more Super Bowls. He took the New England Patriots for Christ's sake. They were playing in a garage with, you know, parking garage with aluminum seats. That's true. I just checked this out. Gretzky won four. Yeah. He also, he also won the, the trophy with four different teams. He won the Stanley Cup with four different teams? Wayne Gretzky won One the Stanley Cup Kings, a total of four times in this case. Kings, he Oilers. Won, he won the Covet Trophy. Coveted trophy. Coveted, coveted trophy. Coveted trophy with four different teams. Edmonton, Los Angeles, New York, and St. Louis. Oh, along with the Rangers. That's right. So, I didn't realize. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a, in itself. Yep. Not taking anything from Gretzky was great. Gretzky captured the cup with the Oilers. Wait a minute. Gretzky captured the cup with the Oilers in 1984, 1985, 1987, and 1988. He was part of the uh, Kings victory in 1993, the Rangers in 1994, and the Blues in 1999. That's seven. Okay, seven cups. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I could put him in there with uh, with uh, what's his face, Brady. I'm not taking him out of the conversation. He's certainly in the conversation. I mean, I think that's. I didn't even know that. That's pretty amazing. Because he not only did it with one franchise, he did it, and plus he bought one. Well, you made the position argument. What's the most difficult position in professional sports? Oh, shoots. It's quarterback. It's goalie. It's quarterback. Goalie. Goalie? No. Stand there and. Goalie. Last result. Stand there and flop. Lost the hold the line. <laughs> it depends what you look at. After Gretzky, Mark Messier, Scott Stevens, and Chris Chelios have won four. Or more. Only those uh, three have won more, four or more. That's kind of interesting. Keep in mind, though, pre-cap eras. Mm -hmm. Put a good team together. You can keep a good team together for a few years. That's the argument against Jordan. That's the argument between the Patriots and Jordan or Brady and Jordan. I mean, you yeah. get a cap team. I mean, the, the interesting thing about it, too, is that... Um... I mean, the Yankees will put together the Yankees had 20 years of greatness because there was no challenge to their roster. Well, one of the reasons there was no plus they had all the money in the world. Yeah. The, at least the, the, unlike the basketball, uh, which is ridiculous by the way. And that's the argument against Russell, by the way. Yeah. You put that Celtics team together, it stayed together. There was no free agency. There was no, nobody was. Leaving. But even, even that's now, it's just like, it's ridiculous now because you, they just make their own teams. It's the players that make their own yeah. teams virtually. It's like men's league softball now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's it's. I've lost a lot of interest in it. Uh, but the good thing about the football for whatever you take it worth is at least they are attempting to par produce parity in the team by having the cap, which yep. is a joke. Uh, <laughs> but you know the draft according to your order. You know different. Uh, Thing. So, yeah. I mean, at least it's uh, even in uh, free agency or when players get released, they have to go from the lowest to the highest to the. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more difficult. Yeah. 
Maintain, so at least, at least maintaining they a trying. dynasty in the NFL is harder than most sports, yeah, if people, not all sports. Yeah, you know it kills me too. Is is we're all over the sports now, which we shouldn't be, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, is yeah. that I forgot my train of thought. Oh yeah, the, we have been so much success with the the Patriots that if they have a bad season or two or three, it's like oh man, we got to get rid of everybody. They all suck. It's like. How, how many freaking things wins did you did you get and and what okay yeah. so things didn't pan out all right i know but it's self-inflicted it's not they didn't like brady didn't retire they didn't this didn't happen to them they did it to themselves they just like every other themselves. team does yeah well i know but they're not supposed to be like every other team well yeah that's the thing that's yeah. the point i'm trying to make they are like everything yeah. we're just freaking spoiled oh anyway. yeah spoiled so we, can we take a break right now? Oh, sure. Anyways, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back. we we'll get back on talk, right. topic. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, Get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Are you seeing a ghostly apparition every time you look in the mirror? Are you terrified to realize that that pale, lifeless, lack of energy form hovering before you is in fact you? How would you like to be transformed? Healing begins from within, and it's never too late to start feeling good. Are you curious? Interested? Good. Don't wait another minute. Visit transformyourlifenow.org or contact Maureen. The email address is maureen at transformyourlife.org. Everyone is cashing in on social media, and all marketing roads lead through social media. If you want to make a splash here in the Merrimack Valley, you need to tap in. This is where the new CEM podcast studios come in. Of course, you can spend your time, energy, and money learning how to wrangle technology to make a podcast instead of running your business. Or you can invest in telling everyone in the Merrimack Valley, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, the Seacoast, or everywhere in the world about your great business, product, service, or yourself. The CEM Podcast Studio is a local audio and video studio dedicated to the craft of podcasts. Their studios feature state-of-the-art recording and mixing equipment designed specifically to produce the best audio and video podcasts. Best of all, all you need to worry about is your show, your business, and your brand. We do the rest. Call 978-686-9966. That's 978-686-9966 to schedule a no-obligation tour of the CEM facilities and meet with a podcast specialist. Or go to cempodcast.com to find out more about podcasting services. cempodcast.com, your window to the world. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles. So I was asking you, you want me to bring you back. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles. You have to ask me how long you've been doing a show with me. <laughs> it's been a long time since we did a commercial Yeah, we break. really, it just like, yeah, yeah. Break. Anyway, I wanted to get back on track. We were drifting away, so. But who is the uh, greatest saint of all time? Where did St. Patrick fall on the list of the greatest saints of all time? I don't know. <laughs> don't bring me back on my topic. That's how you bring it back. No, because <laughs> I brought my, mine up was the 10 most scariest Irish creatures oh all right now we're talking yeah 
So we'll start off with the Dear G Do. The what? The Dear G Do. Didgeridoo? You know. I thought that was Australian. D E A R G. How do you say that? Dirge. Okay, the Dirge. All right, the Dirge Do. Dirge Do. Okay, tell me do about you the... Okay. The Irish Vampire. Ooh. Yes, Dracula himself. Every Irish mother. <laughs> Oh, that was mean. <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, yes, Dracula himself was an Irish creation. Irishman Brown Stroker, remember, you didn't know that, did you? I did not. Created the monster in his masterpiece novel. But there's also a vampire that resides right smack in the middle of Ireland. Wow. Yeah. The Dirk Do. <laughs> I, think we I think he deserves a little more respect. We should figure out how to. Oh, wait a minute. Here's the real name. Uh, the Irish name meaning red blood sucker. Okay. So I'll call him the red blood sucker. The red blood sucker is a female demon that's, ooh, ooh that sed seduces men <laughs> <laughs> and drains them of their beer. I mean, blood. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Uh, according to the Celtic uh, legend, an Irish woman who is known throughout the country for her beauty fell in love with a local peasant which is unacceptable with her father. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dad hanging around with no peasants. You know, dad forced her into an arranged marriage to a rich man who treated her terribly. And eventually she committed suicide. Oh, oh that's sad. Yeah. It's a sad story. Don't worry. I guess she gets revenge. Just go to the sheep barn with the guy that she liked. And just <laughs> keep the money. There you go. Uh, she was buried in Strongbow's tree. In Waterford, okay. where they make Waterford crystal, by the way. Oh, okay. And one night, she rose from the grave to seek revenge on her father and husband, sucking their blood until they dropped dead. Wow. That's kind of uh, a <laughs> wow. stream. Yeah. She went right for dad. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Known as Dirk, uh, the red, <laughs> red <laughs> blood sucker, the vampire rises once a year, using her beauty to lure men to their death. Not to worry, though, there's only one way to defeat the Dirk Do. <laughs> Garlic? To prevent the undead from rising from the grave, simply build a pile of stones on her grave. No, it won't kill her, but at least she'll uh, hold her off to her another year. Oh. So you just stone her. Cover it in stones. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, it's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, we, we've taken that tradition in, in the United States and, and you look at a lot of these paranormal sites, you know, they go to this grave and they have a, a big heavy stone on top of the grave. So they said, oh, he's a vampire. He's going to just keep him from rising from the dead. No, it's called a wolf stone. It's prevent wolves from digging up the body and eating it. Makes more sense. Yeah. But there was a cemetery in Rocks Village with mm -hmm. a woman supposedly called the Countess. Ooh. And her headstone was encased in an iron cage. That's another one. Yeah. And that they used to prevent the animals from robbing the grave. And, and but it was the agreement. headstone, though. It wasn't the... Just the headstone? Just the headstone. Oh, it was to preserve the headstone for some reason. Yeah. Maybe it was crumbling or something, but uh, yeah. um, that was the legend. that It was to keep her, into the was grave, keep her in the grave. What was this? The Countess in Rocks Village. Where? Rocks Village, which is Haverhill, east end of Haverhill. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. If I knew, I wouldn't say where. <laughs> where? Anyway. How about the Dullahem? Okay. D-U-L-L-A-H-A-M. 
Delham. Delham, sure. Delham. Oh, I like that one better. Delham. Delham. It's Delham. Hey, I'm Delham. It's uh, another uh, legendary Irish monster is the Delham. The name that can be translated to Dark Man. The Dark Man. Yep. Often portrayed uh, in contemporary fantasy fiction and video games, this uh, foreteller of death is the Irish version of the Headless Hossman. Okay. That was always cool. Sleepy Hollow. I love that movie. Yep. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With uh, my buddy there. Who's your buddy? Oh, the, the weirdest guy in the world. But a great actor. M Morty Feldman? Oh, he's not funny. Okay. What's his name? Oh, God. Look up Legend um, Sleepy Hall. It's not Legend of Sleepy. Look up Sleepy Hall. It is that guy that's. This was in the news first way back, suing his wife or something. Suing his wife or something. Tim Burton. Was no, not the director. Burton. Yeah, I know that, which is great. Oh, already. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Great movie. I gotta go watch that. Yeah, it's good. God, Lisa Murray was in there. That was a good movie. Christopher Walken, I'm in. Yeah, Johnny Depp, Christopher Walken, I'm in. Yeah, it was a good movie. And directed by Tim um, Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. So there you go. So the uh, Della Delon, whatever it is, rides headless. Uh, rides a headless black horse with flaming eyes. Wait a minute, if it's headless, headless how's it flame his eyes? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold everything here. It's a headless horse man, not the headless horseman. Dellen rides a headless black horse with flaming eyes, carrying his head under one arm. Oh, there you go. When he stops riding, the human dies. A human dies. A headless black horse. Hmm. So he's riding a headless black with flaming eyes. A Dellen rides a headless black horse. Something's wrong with that sentence. Which brings us to Ghost Rider. Oh, with the flaming horse. Sam Elliott riding the flaming horse. Yeah. Oh, that was great. That was the worst, best worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, I like this. Some versions of the legends say Lidullum throws buckets of blood at people as he passes. <laughs> <laughs> or others say he simply calls out their name, uh, calls out the name of the model he that will soon die. As evil, as with most evil forces, the Dullum has a weakness: gold, gold, gold. Yep. The creature. Is uh, scared of the substance, so lonely travelers would uh, be wise to have some uh, gold on them just in case they ever run in with the uh, dolum. So I'm imagining these stories come from people who have actually seen it. Oh, through Ireland over the years, right? Yeah. Hmm. But so, I mean, it didn't come out of nowhere. Somebody's actually no, seen this. All, all, yeah. all legends are based on some truth. Yeah. Now, whether it was erroneous so reports, like leprechaun in a tree with the crackheads, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on in Ireland? They're seeing headless horses, <laughs> which is common. <laughs> anyway, this next one actually is is really scary. The banshee. Oh yeah, the Irish wailing ghost. Yep. You ever see uh, Davy McGill and the Little People? No. Oh, it was a Disney film. Uh, my son watched that when he was young. Scared the ever loud and crap at him to this day. He can't, <laughs> he can't, he hates it. Like me with the flying monkeys. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Davy McGill and the little picture, the banshee comes. A famous Irish creature that uh, some say team up with the Dolan is the banshee. 
one of the most recognizable Irish creatures, uh, having made a guest appearance in W.O. Gill and the Little People. And all uh, the Banshee is a female spirit who wails, yeah, like most women, right? Yep. <laughs> Glad you said it. I didn't want to say it. Uh, if heard outside of the house, it foretells the death of one of its inhabitants. Several versions of the Banshee legend uh, say the feared ghost rode alongside the dome in a what? Oh, the Banshee and the Dullum. They're like a thing. The thing, yeah. yeah. So she rode alongside the Dullum in a black cot drawn by six black horses. With heads, I imagine. Uh, the pair is said to whip the horses with a human spinal cord. <laughs> oh, I like that. Mm-mm. These are my type of people. I like that. Nice uh, touch. But the uh, the legends say the Banshee was terrifying enough t- on her own. Uh, description of her parents vary from an ugly old hag to a beautiful young woman. But all agree the creature has blood-curling will will be heard three times before someone dies. Ooh. Actually, we had one in Lawrence. A banshee? Yeah, banshee. Really? Yeah, there's a, uh, there's a book I have. Uh, if I can remember, uh, I, I'll say I won't be able to get it next week. I, I'll, I'll dig it up sometimes. But yeah, there's a uh, incidence in Lawrence. Uh, I think it's South Lawrence of a banshee. Woman screaming and people dying? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of these. How about a uh, Baylor? Nope, never heard of it. Hmm. The S- Celtic Demon King. The Baylor is a demonic god of death in Celtic mythology, uh, sporting one eye and a single gigantic leg. The evil creature was king of the Fomori, uh, demons who lived in the dark depths of lakes and seas. Oh, they live in the lakes. One eye and one leg. One eye and one leg. Nice. Okay. One eye, one eye, one leg. Remember that one? One eye, one horn, flying purple people eater. One eye, one horn, yes. purple people eater. There you go. Sure look good to me. Reference I didn't expect today. But me neither. Yeah. They got, that's a blast from the past. Yeah. When I was a little kid, we used to, my parents would take us up to this place called Mammoth Mills in Manchester. It was a yep. like, like an outlet. You remember it? Yeah. It was like an outlet. They had a, a toy a store, but they had, they used to have all the, uh, creatures from the song, and they, they were just so I used to collect them <laughs> anyway. It has nothing to do with anything. Uh, the bailer uh, can kill somebody by just staring at them with uh, his evil eyes, so he kept it closed most of the time, so as not to constantly be tripping over dead bodies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes sense. Gotta keep stuff off Damn, the floor. We gotta keep that eye open. Only got one leg. Yeah, yeah. To hop over them. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. a lot of work. I, uh, did you ever see Wendy? Uh, Wednesday on um, I Netflix. Seen Wednesday. Yet, no. It is good. There's one part there, and I and I, I it's I'll spoil it a little bit, but uh, it's 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 about school with all misfits. They're all like werewolves and everything else, and and okay. all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but one of them is uh, like. Um, the one with all the snakes in her hair? Medusa. Medusa. Yeah. So he wears a big, like, you know, Jamaican hat over it. Yeah. So we had a date with uh, another another girl, with a girl there, not another girl, with a girl there. He yeah. was a guy. Um, oh, it was a male Medusa? Yeah, male Medusa. Yeah. So he had, he had a date with a girl 
So he was, uh, I had to take a shower, of course, because he's going on a date. So he covered the mirror up with the towel. And then he went in and took a shower. I came out of the shower, but the towel fell off. <laughs> and he saw himself in the mirror. So he, he froze himself, turned himself into stone temporarily. Um, temporarily? Yeah, I missed the date. So. <laughs> Medusa problems. Yeah, I know. I didn't know Medusa could do it to themselves. I didn't either, but yeah. this movie does it. Of course, when Medusa was around, there were no mirrors. So. But there were yeah, must have there, been reflections. Yeah, there's reflections. There were mirrors. In yeah. Yeah. In in Egyptian god times or whenever. Yeah, because there, doesn't that one of the the uh Alexander the, the lighthouse of Alexandra uh oh. is supposed to have a, a mirror in there with that uh they they even talk about that where they supposedly were able to um focus the mirror. And attack ships at that time and catch set them on fire. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I mean, they had shiny, Who knew? They had shiny stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the god of death would provide his famori with victims, but the evil race was left uh, on their to their own devices when the bailer was killed by his son Lug, who Lug? shot him with a slingshot. Yeah, Lug. Okay. L-U-G. Yeah. I didn't make it up. <laughs> now the Farmai, Farmari, have returned to their waters and transformed uh, into sea monsters who prey on humans. There's another section for your documentary on sea serpents and water creatures. Lug. Lug killed his father. Lug killed his father. The other one killed his her father. Man, it's tough to be a father. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you're raising demons. Okay, how about the uh, sloth? Sloth? S-L-U-A-G-H. Sloth. Sloth. Okay. The dead Irish sinners. Okay. Uh, though they're not much of demons, sloth are scary creatures that hunt down souls. According to Irish folklore, slar is a dead sinner that come back as a mysterious, malicious, malicious, thank you, spirit. Okay. Uh, these spirits come from the west, flying in groups. Who they fly? Ooh. like a flock of birds. I was gonna say they're like zombies, but yeah. not if they fly. And they try to enter a house uh, where someone is dying, so they can take the person's soul. Some Irish families would keep their west-facing windows shut at all times to keep the slaw out of their homes. Some say the slaw is an Irish version of the wild hunt, a European folktale about a ghostly hound or spirits traveling around in packs, foretelling death and disaster. I got to keep my west side windows closed. Yeah, it's always something, right? I know. It ain't one thing, it's another. I know. Isn't there something I can put up there, like a sage or garlic or something? It doesn't mention anything. Okay. You have to... How about the common? <laughs> a Celtic witch. Uh, common is a Celtic Scottish of evil magic. Uh, this destructive witch roams around with three evil souls, Dub, Dother, and Dane. <laughs> Darkness, evil, and violence. Ooh, destroying okay. anything in their paths. Common can put a blight on Ireland's crops and terrorize the Irish until the Tutha de Don, the people of the goddess Danu, Used their magic to fight and defeat her, and drove her and her sons across the sea. 
probably to England. Uh, no, actually, United States. United States, yeah. So there you go. Are we we're running out of time, right? Yeah. Can I sneak one more in? Yes. Okay. How about the Kelpie? Kelpie. Yep. The Celtic Sea Monster. Okay. The Kelpie is a monster right out of uh, Celtic Midge myth or Celtic. The uh, creature can take on multiple shapes, but usually appears in the form of a horse. The Kelpie. Oh, a seahorse. <laughs> the Kelpie gallop around island looking for like a lost pony attempting to trick women and children into riding on it. Oh, but so the, they go on land as, yeah. a, as a horse. Yeah. The strange thing is about the pony is that its name would always be, uh, oh, that its mane would always be dripping with water. So they would change themselves. Or, oh. If a woman hops so on. if you see a wet horse, stay away. Yep, stay away. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, if a woman hopped on a monster, it would then run into the water, drowning the victim, and would take it to her lair and eat her. Oh, God. Irish demon would sometimes transform into a handsome man to lure a woman into its trap. But a telltale time is that the Kelpie, if that of a man, had uh, kelp in its hair. So if you see a guy with seaweed in his hair, run for it. Or a wet horse. Oh, run man. for it. Celtic fire spitter. Can we sweep it quick? I'll take it quick. Yeah. The, the Kanonunacha, uh, Celtic fire spitter. Kanonunacha is some evil devil's mother and is a demon that fought off by St. Patrick ooh, when he banished the snakes out of Ireland. So he was there and he banished her too. Yep. The saints had stood on the mountain known as Kral Patrick and expelled the serpents and demons out of the Emerald Isle into the sea to drown. One monster, however, managed to escape the crawl crop on the fire spitter. The demons slid down the mountain uh, away from the saint, but Patrick spotted her, chased her down, and the fastest horse in Ireland, and, uh, which he had brought with him, of course, mm -hmm. uh, and pursued her. Maybe uh, it was a Kelpie. <laughs> the pursuit was a long one. Uh, Ken actually knew St. Patrick would need water to quench his thirst, so, the, uh, so she spit fire as she fled and poisoned every well as she passed. Oh, this is going on. Oh, shit. There's another one. What did I say that under you? <laughs> you want me to stop the closing? I can stop the closing. Uh, though the spirit was desperately thirsty, he refused to drink and from the poison wells and prayed for guidance. Eventually, Patrick made it to Hawk's Rock, where he waited for the Contralina. As the devil approached, he jumped out of his hiding space and banished her from Ireland with a single word. The fire spitter drowned in the ocean leaving a swell behind her known as Hawkswell. Hawkswell. And this comes from Irish Central History. So nice. there you go. That's like I didn't know any of those things. All right. So we want to thank everyone for listening. and Have a great St. Patty's Day. And don't drink and eat too much. Yeah, right. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, don't eat too much. There you go. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.